cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not it's, oh, it's not, heavy. It's soft on time, it's, it's heavy. Okay. A very warm welcome to the Pastures Inquiry Sunday Sermon. My name's Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk and John Lang joins me of John Joe's blog spot, as always, to chew the fat of this week. And we've got some terrific, terrific questions. Thank you for all these questions, because it really does make the show. And um, I want to lead the show off, John, by a YouTube comment from Big Shrug. That's like, it's what I use now, like Big Shrug. He says, we're like cricket commentators, and it's his new favourite podcast. We probably are a bit like cricket commentators, really. <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, there's an awful lot of our selections in the corridor of uncertainty. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe we are a bit like cricket commentators. Who knows? I mean, I mean, we both played amateur cricket, haven't we, like at decent levels. And, you know, we we, we fancied ourselves as like being a bit under. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, do, do you want to expand on this? Like, because I, I've always wanted you to say this. Uh, we've, this we've, had, had, we've had this um, out before with Alden. I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not. <laughs> I will stop the story out. If the viewer said enough Dundee cake in, I'll. Uh... <laughs> anyway, big shrug. Mike, Michael Holden did him over one day and Stout were laughing at square leg. That's, that's, all, I, that's all I'll say on it before moving on. John, don't want to discuss. He's not in the mood tonight, is John, for the, for the old story. But. We'll get the we'll get the show started with a great question from um, a good friend of ours, Mark Mackay, who runs a, a jumps podcast, and he says uh, John has started with a bank of five hundred pounds on the blog. He's now at fifteen hundred pounds. Is there a point at which you guys would recommend to up the stakes as your bank is bigger, John? Well, not this year because. I've more or less set this in stone that what I was doing was starting with a small bank, uh, only allowing limited top-ups, I think 300 a month, I said at the start of the year, in case of uh, disasters, and then um, playing to the sort of stakes where you would say somebody, even on minimum wage, could probably manage and it was to see if I could do it and show profit at uh, SP. Which, yes, yeah. Um, you know, because, I mean, last last year when I, when I did this, and I think the profit was in the reg in the 15 grand, the thing was um, I was betting quite a lot with a, a firm that did look after me on prices, I have to be honest about that. Um, and there was a legitimate quibble shall we say from people when they were saying they couldn't get on at the prices or couldn't bet yeah. to advertise sticks so I've tried to make it as manageable as possible for anybody that chooses to follow along um, so we'll just see how this goes at the end of the year really you know but the idea is to make sure that anybody that's following it gets 
get through the season without betting on houses having cost them any money, really. I tell you what, I mean, John, I, I mean, just just a question on it. Like, I've had a, I've had a few um, people that have said they really want to come on your blog spot. Some reason struggling, which could be Facebook issues, which could be whatever. Can't find you. I mean, are you up to kind of giving me the selections and then we can put them on on the bar stewards, you know, as your as your blog spot uh, or on Twitter? Are you up yeah, for that? yeah. I mean, I have no problem with that because I've I've had lots of inquiries, you know, regarding and and several have said, you know, I, I yeah. keep. I, and and thing is, obviously, we're possibly dealing with people that are like computer illiterate. Um, well, or, as I, as know, I like said, it, it's a little consequence to make. I'm trying to do everything at SP anyway. So yeah, 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 but I just, I just, I just think it'd be a great right. We'll do. We'll start. We'll start doing this, listeners. We'll start putting John's blog spot selections on 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 Twitter just so that. Obviously, it's easier for you to so you, obviously if you if you see our Twitter account, it's easier for you to to view the selections because Johnny's excellent. Uh, Johnny's a, a, a fantastic judge, and, and it, I just think it's great throughout a flat season uh, for all listeners to be able to view John's John's selections. Um, in answer to Mark Mackay's question about is there a point, you know, would you, from my perspective, to go bigger, is that I'd always be on the cautious caution side because. As a rule of thumb, this game is brutal. You know, you you can hit a run in this game that that would basically tame lions. You you you, you really, uh, and a lot of punters do not take that into account. They always think, ah, well, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm back in this, and they, they never consider that run of runs that just absolutely shatters your bank. And it happens. It happens all the time to everyone. No one's immune. And I always think. Whatever you do when you're considering upping your stakes is always err on the side of caution. Always leave yourself in that comfort zone where you're not really bothered if you lose. If 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 you but if you get to a stage where you're bothered if you lose, then you're probably staking too high. That's 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 my advice. You know, on on that aspect. Great question, Mark Mackay. That. Um, so yeah, so we'll get John's selections on the Bar Stewards Twitter. I think I think that's that's good. Um, Right, next question comes from Andy Richmond, uh, uh, a, a great NFL judge, racing TV pundit, or former racing TV pundit. And he says, John, he says, who do you rate on TV, all channels, and who you don't? Who could make it pay, maybe, betting at home? Wow. Um, it's, it's hard to know about whether they can make it pay, because... They give very little away a lot of these about their, their own betting habits and, and what have you. Um, I remember a guy called Steve Taylor, I think he used to be on. Uh, he, he gave you quite a clue as to how he was betting all the time, whether, whether he'd had a, had a decent day on one or not. Um, but the vast majority of them play the cards very close to the chests, really. Um, I mean, who do I rate? Really, I, I'm not looking for tips per se when I'm watching the racing TV. I'm just looking for a bit of insight, something that might make me sit up and take notice. And somebody who doesn't mind asking a few awkward questions about the the people taking part in the sport. So obviously the the usual rule of thumb, really, the likes of Lydia, Nick Luck, 
Um, I do like James Willoughby occasionally just for a bit of comedy value, um, especially yeah. when he really gets a bit between his teeth and uh, talks one up, especially if it's one of Mark Johnston's. Um, <laughs> because you know there's an impending problem there. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> just a bit of sickness on my part, really. Um, other than that, I, I don't think Leona Mayer has made an excellent start on ITV. Uh, I think wherever you live in the country, she probably sounds local too. Yeah. Which is which is no main achievement. Uh, she sounds like she's done a bit of homework. Even yeah. though one week I was absolutely convinced she'd been playing our podcast on loop while she slept on the Friday night. Um, because she was near as damn it word for word on every race that they covered. Um, but I do, I do think she's made a really good start there. Um, yeah. Definitely ahead of the likes of Francesca and Dave Lock Luke and Mick Fitz, you know, always fancies nickies, you know. I mean, they're, they're, they're the ones that stay in a living as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm not, I'm not struck on waiver either. I, I, I can take a waiver in. But yeah, I think she's done well, Leona. Good old Leona. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing, the thing for me, what, what triggered, I think, this question was Andy saw my tweet today regarding Peter Norton. Oh, God, yeah. And um, I, I was I was rather intense because and I hadn't played on the race. I was, I was merely just watching. And I found it remarkable, his comments. I mean, literally, after the race, he, he commented to James Millman, who's, who's a quite a knowledgeable uh, panel, you know, pundit, uh, former, obviously, obviously, trainer, uh, you know. And... And he said that O'Sheen had always got stake claim covered in the in the sprint handicap on boundless power. Well, news for Peter Norton, his stake claim went 105 in running. I mean, so these 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 lads that are on course saying, well, yeah, O'Sheen always looked like he had him covered. I mean, the second's gone 20 to 1 on. What's he doing taking the 400 notes? I mean... He, you don't need the four hundred notes if O'Sheen's always got him covered. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be uh, finger blasting on, on the <laughs> rust, you know, uh, to, to take a few quid out of, out of the out of the front runner, you know. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing that really annoys me with Pun. And by the way, not only did he say that, he followed it up with the interview with O'Sheen after, and O'Sheen had the good grace to actually say, well. I'm not. I'm not so certain about that. He says. He says. I thought like Sophie Ralston did a good job in tactics. And he said. He said he weren't sure that he had, that, that he had he had he had the winner covered. And and that just goes to show the absolute ineptness. And maybe 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 Peter Norton had a bet on the winner. I, I don't know, but it just shows you the kind of uh, disregard, if you like, for the betting. I mean, surely, like as a pundit. If, if you're covering, say, that Nottingham race, you have the Betfair in running prices, you know it's got 105. So then to, to, to mindlessly say, oh, well, you always had it covered. It just, it's a smack in the face for every single 
in running player that say taking fives on, fours on the front runner and said, oh, well, you, you're, he always had it covered. Yeah, I mean, what a load of rammel. <laughs> Just absolute crap. Um, you know, these lads, and like we said about Andy Richardson's question, is that who could make Hey, Pete and Orton will be skint in, in, in no time. But doing what, doing what we do, betting for a living, uh, you know, race by race, in running, no chance, zero, none. That's why he's taking the 400 quid, which is why I hate sycophantic comments like that. It's, I think it's just pathetic. Um, I, so um, I uh, normally have the, the, the sound ready more when the ethical edge is talking. Um, absolutely. Yeah. But, but today, uh, for some reason, I had the sound on and uh, he was talking, uh, was it James Millman he was on with? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And somebody had mentioned about crowds being back. And he started on as though he was up for the scrap after the racing. <laughs> he, said, I, I, I couldn't understand this. He said, um, well, he said, they're not full of drink yet. He said, but we're only halfway through the card. He, said, mean, they, the, he said they might fill up by the end of the card, you know. He said that there might be a bit of trouble. He said, uh, and he said, oh, he's co-presenter. He said, are you up for it? I said, will you be making a run for it? Well, he wouldn't have said that to Mark Howard for starters. <laughs> no, he'd be sat down. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, very strange, that. I mean, that... that he, he honestly, he sounded like he was, he was fancying a bit of a dust-up. The ethical edge. Incredible. <laughs> the ethical edge. The ethical edge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's remarkable some of the stuff they come out with. And like in racing, where you consider that, like we've not, there's been no punters for over a year. And the first thing they say, they don't say, oh, this is fantastic. They mm. remark. On, on, oh, well, there's the drunks, the drunks, the drunks, you know, they're going to start fighting. Amazing that, because the amount of tracks that have these uh, uh, concerts after racing, you know, <laughs> I mean, what, what, what are you trying to promote? You're either trying to promote lads drinking, going to, or lads, lads and lasses, sorry, going, going to festivals drinking, or, it, or you. If he wasn't a fast division presenter, handcuffed to the Northern Circuit and got the occasional gig at Newmarket on a Friday night. He'd be there watching Cardi with his shirt and God knows where else hanging out, wouldn't he? For sure. For sure, totally. I mean, he annoyed me today. I, 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 found, him, I found him really nauseating. And Maybe I'm sure every day. he's a Scoop 6 winner, though, you know. He's a Scoop 6 winner. Yeah. I know, sickening things. Um, <laughs> right, I'll tell you what, John. We'll have a break on questions and we'll cover off the um, the Irish Guineas meeting. Right, um, Because I, I always like your pointers, perhaps, or maybe, you know, something you've seen in either of the classics, the Irish classics, that maybe you want to go forwards punting-wise. Anything to report? I was, I was fairly impressed with winner at Irish... 2000, unsurprisingly. Um, yes, the boss, Stuart Special. We did now, it. We did it. Yeah. Um, now, normally, um, 
I think the time scale would have me rolling out rolling out a derby bid. But because this is Jim and Jim's horses don't do descent, do they? They just they could go run next the, week. They, well, they just do as they talk, don't they? You know, I mean, and, uh, that's the end of it, you know. Well, you, you laugh, but none of them smoke. So, there's your proof. Now, um, as I say, this, this thing could turn up at Epsom, right? Uh, the both, mate. You know, um, I'm I'm not convinced that the both mud larks either. I think uh, they, they could both run around there on good ground. And uh, they could, but I think I think Max Winey is. I think Max Winey lo- loves it. He, he loves the slot. He probably loves it, but I mean, they always put plenty of water on the tips. And uh, mm. I think anything that can lead the field and hold them off it. That spade in an Irish guinea has to be a player in a really substandard derby. Because, make no mistake, I mean, this is a crap derby we've got looming here, you know what I mean? Unless one of Aidan's top two, or John Leaper, turns out to be an ace in the hole, we've got absolute shit coming through for the derby this year, haven't we? Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping John Leeper does, but regards to poetic play, I think this is like, I, I'm amazed at the lack of coverage, and it's a shame, because if poetic flair had won the Irish Guineas, and it was only a short margin. Now, if poetic flair wins the Irish Guineas, it's running the English Guineas, uh, the, uh, the French Guineas, and the Irish Guineas. That's that's phenomenal. I mean, I mean that's unheard of. I mean, can you can you tell me off your head the last one to do that? And actually figured in the race, no. Um, I mean, I think I think the the nearest thing to this sort of campaign I can think of off the top of my head, where where the horse went on to the to the derby, would be the minstrel. Um, yeah. He ran in the the old two thousand guineas trial at Ascot on. Uh, on the day Red Rum won his third national, actually. Uh, ran like a bog. Beat out of Ryan Price's called Gerlock. Then ran in the English Guineas. Uh, wet ground again. Third to Nebbiolo. Um, ran, went over to Ireland. Swerved France, thank God. Uh, Went over to Ireland, gets beat a sharp nut by a called Pamper Paul and Stuart Merlises, and then runs at Epsom. And I'm sure there was a bigger gap between the, the two races than, than two weeks uh, that we've got this this time, you know. And that's like the, that's the most recent proper player I can, I can remember, really. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a tremendous effort. I mean, first, fifth, and second, which could have been first, fifth, and first. I mean, you know, it, that is that's some going. And I, I, like I say, it, it, you know, I mean, this brings around to a question now. Um, from and we'll go on to the Irish styles in a minute, but there's another question that Aaron Rose has sent in, and he said, if you've had a horse or two, if you had a Group One animal, would you cherry pick your races? and run two or three times a year, or campaign aggressively, 
and as many big days as you could. And I think looking at gyms, you know, this is this is the thing. Trainers have got into this habit, both national club and flat, of wrapping them in cotton wool and wrapping them in cotton wool, and it's like you know, oh, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll make so many appearances a year, and and I just is that is that because trainers are creatures of habit? I, I don't know, John. What would you what would you would you would you assess the horse for condition, etc.? I think the thing is, um, you, if, you, if you're going to relate really like attacking these races with uh, any sort of professionalism, you, you've got to keep your ass ticking over most of the season because you've got to, you've got to spend an awful lot on entries because a lot of these races really close. Yeah. And you've got to make your decisions late. You know, I mean, if you've got the four day stage of this tassels. Gold Cup today, I mean, Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, every trainer in England should be kicking themselves up the ass that they haven't had a runner today. Yeah, group three, group three, Sander. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, that was absolute tosh. You know, that, what, what was that thing of Roger Charlton's that won in the mud at Ascot the other way? That would have been right in among this, the handicapper. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, the green colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that's the sort of level we're talking about there on that ground. And we've got nothing, nothing running. Pathetic. You know, if if you had a if you had a few with with these trainers, like, you know, Gainsborough or Shadwell, I think you'd every right to be on the phone to your trainer and saying there's a fleet of us boxes coming, we're taking the bloody lot away because your lack of ambition makes me puke. True, <laughs> really? I you mean, know. literally, literally, that for me today was was a group three slash group two contest. Yeah. Uh, with the with the winning pair Hel- Helvick and and Broom. Yeah, and and, they weren't yeah. Harry Potter Abbey's aren't they really? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Irish thousand John thoughts for, for future. Yes, avoid most of like the plague. Um, just another rotten race, really for me. I, I, I think they're just poor. Yeah, yeah. How can you say that about Joan of Arc? You you told me about the family. You said but the family. Joan of Arc. You know, there's one in every family, isn't there? <laughs> I know. But even, right, so you know, right, I know what you're saying, but I mean, that's going to get rated what? Uh, 100 and, for that, 115, 112, 115 for that second. Yeah. So, whether that's inflated or not, you probably think it's inflated. I probably agree with you, but yeah. that, that that's what it's going to get rated. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a shame, really. I, I, I don't think that's gone much further forward than it has than it's run till the other day, to be honest. No, I was disappointed with it. I, I, yeah. I, it had the run of the race. It was absolutely in position here. Yeah. And it was it, it was picked off by an horse that basically wants probably a mile and a half. Yeah, and just kept going, didn't it? That other thing. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's dead. I mean, it's one of the few that hasn't managed to keep going on the front of the curve this way. Every yeah. advantage being on the pace, that's been right up there. And, uh, well... Finished off like the little ball bloke off the Benny Hill show. <laughs> I remember him, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Ryan slapping it on its head out. <laughs> That's finished me, that. <laughs> <laughs> You've meant to image me again, honestly. I just think this, this classic generation is in desperate need of one or two artists to just go in the phone box and put their underpants on outside the trousers and take up the Superman role and, you know, uh, there's, there's got to be more to it than what we've seen so far, otherwise you can just curtail this season. It's a worry me, John. Yes, I agree. And, we, you know, we've got Bob Baffert, you know, like shoving the super unleaded in all year. And, and, and now he's being chucked out of New York and, and now's court cases going on. I don't I think it's a bad time for racing. We've had Frankel, we've, we've had great horses. And I think this year, no one can pin the, 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 the hopes to a champion as of yet uh, in, in any shape or form. Um, I do think high definition will win the St. Ledger, but I mean... <laughs> Well, I know. I mean, it's a long time in September, though, isn't it? We, we, can't, we can't wait that long to back a bloody drought one way. We've to get through, you know. Absolutely. We've, we've got winners to find before then, exactly. Man, we've you, got you make money in Queen's Vaz. I think I'd back, it. I'd back it in that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I'd have a go at the Queen's Vaz with it. I mean, yeah. We definitely need some action. I mean, even, even John Leaper, I mean, my God. He, you know, I mean, it's named after the bloke who stuffed the staff over the redundancies. You know, <laughs> you, you know and we'll be saying, oh, how, how lovely it's so appropriately named. Well, how are you know. Um, right, so right, we, we, we're going to finish with the, 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 the Irish. We're bored of the Irish. Um, and we go on to a question from John Hines, and he says, controversial lads, should we try not to be too hard on jockeys because of mental health concerns? Well, I'll answer first because I'd like John to finish on this one. I'll just say, as a mental health advocate myself, I do, I do suffer. And I think this is a great question because I had a go at a jockey on Twitter recently. And, I, well, and I'm, I'm going to be honest because this, this, this is what it's all about. We're all honest. And I, and I said, uh, to Joe Anderson, a, a very promising conditional of Nicky Anderson's, and he gave an absolute shocker to one uh, at, at uh, Hereford, and I, I basically went all criticism on Twitter, and um, he actually re- he actually replied with a friend of his, like giving me abuse and etc. etc. Saying how many how many wins have you ridden? Blah blah blah. Uh, you too famous. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Right. Now, the thing is, I also agree, though, right? Joe Anderson's a young lad, and I deleted my tweets. I, I went and de- after, after looking at looking at what I'd said, and I thought, maybe that's a little bit harsh on a conditional jockey. However, so I did delete my tweets, and I, and I, and I confessed to that. Um, but... The thing for me was, I saw Joe Anderson as being a very, very promising, uh, like, national hunt rider. Re- re- I saw him earlier and I thought, God, you're strong. You know, you, you, you've got it all, really. And he's not gone on. 
he's riding for, for journeyman trainers. He's not getting many rides for Nicky Henderson. So you wonder maybe what the attitude's like, because if your attitude's good, you'll get the best rides. That's that's how it works. You know, we, we're conditionals. He's a good conditional. Oh, that's what I thought. Um, and I'll, But then I, then I also thought, to John Hines' comment uh, regarding mental health, I'm thinking, well, I'm an advocate for mental health. Is that too harsh on a young manager? Maybe. Hmm. It's a tricky one. It is. I mean, I think you can keep it to actual tactics. Well, that's what I did. The execution of tactics. You know, I mean, I think I think there's every grounds for thinking you should be able to have a, a discussion based around pertinent criticism. The trouble is, these jockeys are so unused to getting any kind of criticism whatsoever, we just don't know how to engage with it. Yeah. You know, uh, anybody seen as offering the, the mildest of criticism, it's straight away going to how many winners are you ridden mode. You know, and if they were prepared to engage a bit better, not only might they learn something, um, they might end up actually coping with the criticism better. Yeah. You know? Um, it's it's because they they all behave like such little hothouse flowers that you know you start walking on eggshells with them before you even say anything. I mean, I mean that that was a thing. He, he kind of, he, he really took offence to the, and he yeah. must have searched his name. He must have searched his name on Twitter because hmm. I didn't tag him in. I didn't, I didn't do anything. So he must search his name, and so obviously he's come back to me, and that's fine. You know, I, I, I'm yeah. fine to debate and discuss, and I, and I basically told him what was wrong. He didn't accept it, and he he was kind of like sort of then started to belittle me as. And I'm just, yeah. and, and you feel you feel like kind of turning around saying, look, you punk, I've done this for years. I don't have to sit on an horse to know a good ride and a bad ride. The same as you don't have to, you know, sit, you, you know yourself, that, that analogy is complete rubbish. It, it, it's, why they use that, I don't know. Maybe well, that's to they, hide they, from Exactly, the, you don't have to have been a chef for 20 years to go into Garden Ramsay's and you end up with the shits the next morning. You know, you've had a bad meal, don't you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Trotskys. Uh, I mean, I mean, so 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 that was it really. And I, I just I just think I I tried to be constructive, and I was, but he, he didn't. He wouldn't have it. He, he viewed me as an idiot. He he viewed me as a complete idiot. Someone that's bet for a living twenty five years, and I'm not just like oh, get on my pedestal. Here. It's just the fact that I wanted to just say to him, look, this is where I think you went wrong. You look, you, you gave up your position for for no effort. You, you, you just literally lost your ground for, for you know, and, and he ended up being sort of like sat in a lovely position to third last. And that was my only comment. I just thought, why, you know, that's it's just, just poor, poor jockey ship. And it's like, they, they don't want to take that on board. They just, they see you as an idiot. Cause he even said to me, cause I listened to my peers. I listened to my trainer. I listened to my jockey coaches. I listened to my whatever. I, I don't care what you say. And you just think, well, that's kind of, again, (laughs) maybe he's right. I don't know. But look, it's just, so anyway, I deleted my tweets. So in answers to John Hines' uh, question, I deleted my tweets because he's a young lad. And like you said, 
whether that's any good or not, I don't know because I've already said it. But at the same time, I just felt I don't want that on social media because I saw it as like that could be bullying a, a young lad or that's trying to progress in the game. And the thing is, if that young lad's got his uh, peers, as in he listens to his trainer, his jockey coach, his, his mentors, then that's fine. Maybe I'm intruding. But then at the same time, why search for your name, John, on Twitter? This is the thing. I mean, he hasn't won the race, has he? You know. Um, no, no, he's, he's yeah, run a terrible race. Yeah, this is it, you see. I mean, if he comes in, he's won the race... Somebody his age, you can absolutely excuse the fact he searches them because somebody's going to be blowing smoke. He's come in and he searched that out because he thought, he's known deep down, he's a pretty shocker there, but I am not going to get it. Then he's had a look, and that's the nearest thing he's found to anybody letting him have it. Yeah. So he's got yeah. stuck in without really having a leg to stand on. And really, if you'd let things stand, he's probably had a bit of a dick of himself, you know? Because at the, at the end of the day, he's uh, he's probably ridden a the race there, like the old woman that used to play the kitchen assistant in Crossroads. You know? And Amy Turtle, I think she was called. Yeah, Amy Turtle. They uh, used to have to leave the script... Uh, Sell the tape on the desk for them and things like that, you know. It was that it was that type of ride for me. Um, somebody should have left a bit of script for him to follow. I, I uh, just said he's rode like I just said he's rode like Benny. To be fair, at a crossroads, but there well, we go. Well, yeah, Benny, <laughs> Benny would have been a good shout as well, really. Uh, but. You know, they are they, so far removed from criticism and, and they just don't know what the hell to say when they finally get some, and that is the problem. Yes, we move on to the next question, which is a good one. It's a more serious one this time from Councillor Andrew Woodman, the, the Tory councillor, John. Yeah. And on the... <laughs> but this is a socialist question, to be fair. And he, he's turned all socialist here because he says, on Nick Look the other morning, the, the ex-Newbury MD reckoned ARC were making at least £10,000 a race in media rights for mainly grade six races, worth a fraction of this to the winner. How can this financial folly continue before owners realise the tracks have them by the ball bags? Well, the same thing could be said about the, the way the country's been run, couldn't it, Andrew? Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, this financial folly seems to continue in all walks of life at the minute. However, um, the likes of Ark and other tracks have been getting away with murder since Savile made a cock up over the media rights, to be honest. Um, this should never have been even up for debate. Racing should have had its own channel. Shouldn't have been set up with uh, the likes of uh, Fabricius saying it was only the cost of two bottles of wine or whatever and that, all this cobblers. Um, you know, racing should have laid down the lot of the tracks and said, y- your pictures come on our channel 
or you don't race under the rules of racing, therefore you have a big white elephant on your hands that's no good to you for anything. And you will not be making 10 grand a race. You'll be making something in the region of 200 quid a race. Sort your house out, get your punters in, and sell plenty of bows and grub when they're in. Totally. I mean, I mean, this is where tracks are getting too, for me, like art, people like this, tracks for me are getting too prominent in racing. And like, this, this is where, like, again, it's lack of leadership. This is where, if you've got leadership, you you pipe art down and, and, and you say, you know, you can't be doing this. You know, you have to put on better prize money. And this is, again, lack of leadership from the BHA. Terrible. You know, from... from Oh God, we say it every time from all corners of racing. What are they doing? Um, but yeah, Art needs raining in, I think. On yeah, this. and I can remember, I can remember, years have been terrible, haven't they? Really? I can remember, right, these shit houses, right? And, and and I'll say this about Art. I, 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 I had a horse running at Wolverhampton about five or six years ago, and he got a favourites chance, and Art decided to they, set, they split the race, but what they did, they cut the prize money. So originally it was worth something like two thousand six hundred to the winner, but because the race got split, it was something like nineteen hundred pounds to the winner. So I just went non-runner. I said, "No, you can, you can arsehole. You know, it's, it's like, how how can you justify that? How, so I've entered a race knowing that it's wait two thousand nine hundred to the winner. You know, that's fantastic. So they cut the prize money because the divisions are split, but they were still getting their dividend. They were still getting extra money for the, the for the race split, but cut the prize money. Absolute bastards. Um, so that's ARC. Um, that's that's my uh, summarise of ARC. Um, and that, that, that kind of sums it up, Andrew, I think, there on that question. Um, we'll finish the uh, final question before going on to Jimmy Lindley, um, which is a, a simple question from Chris B. And he says, John, is Jamie Spencer just bitter and jealous at Frankie Dettori's success in the Guineas? No. Uh, he's, he's just presenting himself as a cool and laid-back kind of dude who doesn't <laughs> uh, doesn't buy into all the hopping around and flying dismounts and things like that. Uh, no, I think he... Uh, he just wants to appear a bit more cutting edge than old Frankie. And uh, I, I wouldn't be reading so much into his comments, really, other than uh, he, he probably thinks he's overdue for a classic win, are uh, How long is it since he won a classic, Spencer? Spencer? Um, he just won the one on Tarascon. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a while. Um, and I, I think the pro- the problem is with Spencer is if, if you ride Newmarket held up every time, I mean you're, you're going to get, yeah. get your come up and think Guineas. I, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like there's not many Guineas winner winners are, are, are bang held up as we have we pointed out Newmarket many times, undulating track sometimes and a lot of times the wind behind, um, yeah. which obviously helps the front end. So if you don't meet the undulations of balanced and you're held up, you often end up being the unlucky loser. And that that's 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 the gist of it. So but I mean it was nice to see Jamie Spencer ride one from the front today on Brentford up. He won at Nottingham. And um 
Nice to change tactics there, Jamie. And he probably had 20,000 on in India um, after holding it, holding it up most of his life. Uh, but decided to make the run today at Nottingham. Well done, Jamie. You've, 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 you've had a. I mean, I, I'm surprised the Japanese weren't there taking photographs of Jamie with a front running ride. You know, it's like, it's as rare. It's, it's as I rare. I've been on the news tonight, mate. <laughs> Jamie front running. I mean, yeah, it, it actually happened today on the Brentford Hope. Well done, Richard Hughes and Connections, and Jamie Spencer. Right, we move on to the final section of our show. It is the Jimmy Lindley lovely pair of hands column. And John, have you got anything for me this week? I haven't, no. Um, um, I think racing has been as clean as a whistle this week, and uh, the, the, the only one I would point out for a bit of amusement would be the the ultimate gate jockey today, riding a favourite in a maiden race getting left and sitting last and not being remotely bothered. And, oh, you mean uh, the Shannon one? Yeah. And uh, James Doyle on the drifting second favourite gets an unfettered lead on the front end and that goes and wins well. The gate jockey makes laboured progress into the midfield. Desperate, desperate stuff there. Um, Agreed. You, you, you know, you're the bet fortunes on there. Uh, Still making the run in there, and uh, what does he do? He walks it out again. Astonishing. India. India. Martin Dwyer knew what India was about. That's why he went riding there. It's not about kiddies and poppy drums, is it? Big day. You know, I mean, it's. (laughs) So, anyway, I've got. Dave went for the sun and the the kiddies, didn't he? Yeah, the rest of them, they all come back with the shirol. <laughs> they all come back with rupees. Yeah, it comes back with a tan and a sour ass. <laughs> right, I've got one for Jimmy Lindley, Lovey Hands column, in tribute to Jimmy Lindley. And a special mention to Joe Mercer this week, who obviously sadly passed away. Yes. Uh, Joe Mercer was a... Legend in the saddle, um, rode some absolutely fantastic horses in uh, Brigadier Gerard. Um, did he ride Dijinsky, John, at any stage? No, it was uh, Lester and Liam. Le- uh, uh, he, he rode Limos, though. Joe, Joe rode Limos, didn't he? He rode Limos. He did. Um, and he had a great partnership with, with, with Dick Hearn. And I, I, just, I just think, again, it's a legend of the saddle. We were blessed with a lot of great jockeys from that era. That that was that was the rise of jockeys. I I felt that that moved the game on to the next level. And Joe Mercer was probably part of that. That shoved on the Pat Edries, the Willie Carsons, etc. etc. Um, from that um, era. His missus, you know, she on occasion she also got the races and that. And uh, when he was uh, racing manager for Gainsborough. They always used to try and pump her for a bit of information, you know, because Jordan, you're not in a way if you could help it. You yeah. know, and this one, one fella got, got into it on his bear one afternoon. He said, uh, oh, he said, uh, you've got a runner in the third race. Does Joe fancy it? You know, she said, oh, Joe hardly has a bet. Now he stopped riding. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, just, <laughs> I, I mean, 
that's what the game we're in. I mean, he's brilliant. But as I said, Joe, fantastic, fantastic job, Joe. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. So, um, and my follower for this week, for Jimmy Lindley column, Jimmy Lindley stole a ride off him, I believe, in it. I think, was it a Guineas or something? I think Jimmy Lindley kept a ride or stole a ride off him that won the Guineas, but I can't remember the name. But anyway, anyway I'm, I'm digressing. Um, my follower for this week uh, ran at Cork last week at, um, I think it was a Thursday, um, a horse called Karma. Uh, it ran on the 19th of May, and it was in the 135 at Cork. And this horse basically has been very well prepped. Um, she's um, very stoutly bred. There's a lot of stammer in the family. Um, the, the, there are relatives on the flat that have, have reached the night. In fact, four four of the relatives on the flat have reached the 90s or over staying distances of like a mile and six, two miles, um, beyond conceit, etc. Min Almera. Um, she's rated going to be rated very low I think and she's only been run over six and seven furlongs this is typical Sir Mark Prescott style Edward Harty trained which is only a four percent trainer in Ireland which I think you get get your price because you know if it's a big trainer like Joseph O'Brien or, 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 or the big trainers you don't get a price but I think this will get a price because this has been quietly ridden um, on its reappearance this season at Cork uh, before the last run it was bang there a furlong out, would you believe, in a, in a really decent maiden. But he just faded badly, as in, like, really needed the run, really tightened up late. And whereas last time, you could see the jockey was at pains. He was, like, saying, ooh, there's plenty left here, but he sort of, he sort of left plenty in the tank. Um, I think this horse is very well handicapped over staying trips. As soon as they put this over, like, 10-plus, uh, karma is a very, very good filly to follow this season. I think this, I think she'll do really, really well. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying at a big level, but certainly at a modest level, given the record of the family. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Future shows coming up. We've got the normal show on Friday for next weekend, which will cover the, the, the big Saturday racing. But next week, um, um, we're going to take a good look in, on the Sunday sermon, especially. Uh, maybe looking at a uh, anti-post derby special, just 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 kind of looking at what we're what we're thinking, uh, you know, for the for, for the classic, you know, at that stage. So that'll be included in next Sunday's sermon. So I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Me and John certainly did, and uh, we uh, hope your punting week goes especially well until next Friday, and we'll hopefully come up with some more winners for you then. That's all from us. Bye for now.